For the Climate Discussion Nexus, I'm John Robson, here with the latest readout video from our Wednesday wake-up email newsletter, to which you should subscribe, as well as to our various social media, and please also support our work, including checking out our new sea level check videos that challenge simplistic accounts of uniform, menacing, accelerating rise of the oceans in wrath at our carbon sins. Our newsletter started this week with a journey to the center of the Earth. It seems that scientists have just discovered that, quote, Earth's core has stopped and may be reversing direction, study says. The surprising finding might solve long-standing mysteries about climate and geological phenomena, end quote. Long-standing mysteries about climate? So the science isn't settled? No. And, quote, the mind-boggling results suggest that Earth's center pauses and reverses direction on a periodic cycle lasting about 60 to 70 years, a discovery that might solve long-standing mysteries about climate and geological phenomena that occur on a similar time frame and that affect life on our planet, end quote. Woo, periodic cycles on a decadal scale over hundreds, thousands, or millions of years? Who knew? And what did they know? The Washington Post says, quote, The provocative findings come after years of research and deep scientific disagreements about the core and how it influences some of the most fundamental aspects of our planet, including the length of a day and fluctuations in the Earth's magnetic field, end quote. And, if you are aware of the Svensmark hypothesis that changing intensities of solar wind affect the way cosmic rays penetrate that magnetic field, in turn affecting cloud cover that has a major impact on climate, you might think understanding other factors that impact the magnetic field would also be important for understanding natural variability in climate, including over long cycles. Instead, the Post story does not contain the word climate at all. Vice assures us, quote, scientists think this periodic spin switch is a normal part of its behavior that does not pose risks for life on our planet, end quote. Though they only just discovered it, or actually hypothesized it. Since we're pretty sure there's a metal ball at the center of the Earth about 25% the size of the Moon, surrounded by molten something or other. But it all depends on interpreting seismic waves as they bounce back from a place you can't go and look because it's too hot, too far away, too solid, too complex, too mysterious, and cyclical. And very important to climate. But don't tell the Council of Canadian Academies. This outfit was just paid handsomely by the government to say people should not disagree with the government and the government should consider punishing them if they do. And the Canadian government is duly working on an online censorship bill and this reported paid for mentions climate 137 times in 185 pages and another 109 times in the reference section. And its summary of main findings says, quote, The Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change has explicitly acknowledged the role politically endorsed misinformation plays in limiting climate action, end quote. So it's a plot and the state must smash it. For your own good, you understand. The report is so woke that if we start quoting it at length, you may well pass out. From the opening, quote, unseated, unsurrendered ancestral home, end quote, bit to, quote, unprecedented and layered collective challenges, climate change, environmental degradation, pandemics, inequality, colonialism, racism, threats to democracy, war, end quote. But not inflation, high taxes, the breakdown of the family, or any of that nonsense. Nor does the report worry that a major source of misinformation and lack of trust is that politicians lie a lot, though it's something virtually all normal people regard as beyond dispute. Though naturally, it does depict right-wing politicians as polarizing liars, unlike the saints on the left. Thus, quote, the language of values and morality can be used by politicians as framing devices to further alienate and polarize political discourse, end quote. So, there's the settled science on that point, 
morality is evil. As to climate, they're all over it. Quote, catastrophic events such as the COVID-19 pandemic and the droughts, floods, and wildfires exacerbated by climate change underscore the need for reasoned, evidence-informed decision-making at both the personal and public level, end quote. Now, not even the IPCC actually says that droughts, floods, and wildfires are exacerbated by climate change, but such rebuttals are probably part of the conspiracy. This report, carefully peer-reviewed by scholars that it repeatedly cites favorably, reads like something from the Babylon Bee. But it's no joke because, quote, public policies, including legislation, can play an important role in mitigating the negative consequences of science and health misinformation and exist on a continuum from persuasive to coercive, end quote. This isn't a plot. Coercion to toe the party line is part of the plan, and they say so proudly. So don't say you weren't warned, including by them. And now, a word from our sponsor. And that's you. Because at the Climate Discussion Nexus, we're dependent upon support from our viewers and our readers. Please go to our donate page, make a one-time pledge, or if you can, a monthly one. I'm not talking a lot of money, though. If you've got it, we'll take it. $2 a month, $3, $5. That's the sustaining funding that we need to produce these videos on our newsletter. And now, back to me. Oh, and in keeping with our people believe their beliefs theme, we note that after German Chancellor Olaf Scholz got short shrift and imaginary green hydrogen when he came to Canada seeking liquid natural gas, Japanese Prime Minister Fumio Kishida came here and... it happened again. As the Fraser Institute's Kenneth Green put it in the Financial Post, quote, Trudeau flatly refused Japan's request for assistance in securing additional natural gas supplies from Canada to protect Japan's economy and quality of life in the face of gas shortages caused by Russia's war on Ukraine. Adding insult to injury, the Prime Minister instead focused on Canada's interest in working with Japan on alternative energy sources conforming to Trudeau's net-zero carbon energy policies, end quote. Like many people, possibly including Schultz and Kushima, Green seemed startled. But what else could happen? Trudeau has never had much grasp of where wealth comes from, in the practical or the theoretical sense, and his background in science is not impressive. But he knows what he thinks, including about climate and the just transition, and he will bore you to tears with it, giving half a chance, no matter who you are. The position of alarmists on their unanswerable claims is sometimes hard to pin down, though. New York Times marquee climate columnist David Wallace-Wells asked on January 18th, quote, is peak climate alarmism behind us, end quote. What? Are we going to stop scaremongering and start having a serious debate? Heck no. The piece turned out to be an interview with Claire Farrell, a co-founder of Extinction Rebellion, and Alana Byrne, who coordinates its press team, about their retreat from tactics that alienate normal people into, well, activism. After a number of fawning softball questions, Wallace Wells tossed this slob. So, your message to Britain's Parliament is basically, there are many more people who have much greater demands on climate than you might think. Is that right? And Byrne replied in response to this, quote, completely. But in addition to pushing that Overton window about what's a reasonable ask of a political system, there's also pushing the conversation about the fact that the systemic problems of our politics as it is set up today. Our politics is completely incapable of doing anything about these problems in a short space of time, which is when it needs to happen, end quote. And Guy Fox, I think, would agree. But it's curious that politics is so incapable when politicians are so full of their capacities. 
Thus, for example, we're told that Canada's Governor General will take a private jet airplane to Finland because, quote, these meetings will help strengthen relations between our two countries and offer an opportunity to advance important global issues such as peace, support for democracy, and climate change, end quote. And our Prime Minister welcomed the new Prime Minister of New Zealand after Jacinda Ardern collapsed by saying, quote, Canada and New Zealand share priorities that, quote, include promoting peace and security, advancing human rights, inclusion, and gender equality, and continuing the fight against climate change, end quote. Gosh, they can do all that? And one of the things that's weird about this is, and we predicted this, the 2022 Inflation Reduction Act in the United States was hailed at the time as having saved the climate, and so was Brazil's election of Luis Inácio Lula da Silva independently. But it turns out that neither of them did. And the climate is like Lois Lane. It just needs rescuing over and over again by those handsome, dashing um, politicians. So, Canary Media now hypes, quote, the make-or-break moment for America's energy transition, end quote, because, quote, getting a climate bill passed was just the start. Jagar Shah and Catherine Hamilton explain the hard work ahead for kick-starting the era of mass deployment, end quote. And the New York Times climate forward, not to be left behind on any woke front, warns that, quote, the Biden administration has two years left to make good on a big, bold promise to address long-standing environmental harm suffered by poor communities of color in the United States and to help them prepare for the climate-changed era, end quote. So, politics can't respond, has responded, and is about to. Got it yet? Or maybe politics ruined us. Just as some people can't shut up about Donald Trump, that same New York Times climate columnist, David Wallace-Wells, says Brexit wrecked Britain. Well, that and conservatives. You see, quote, as Byrne Murdoch demonstrates in another in his series of data-rich analyses of the British plight, the country's obvious struggles have a very obvious central cause, austerity, end quote. You nailed it. Unless, of course, the cause was deliberately destroying the country's energy system to fight the purple dragons igniting the sky. We also, in that vein, note that Reuters' sustainable switch concedes that, quote, quote, cold snap prompts action on soaring gas bills, end quote, in Europe. And action is a word that here means subsidies to stave off the disaster of bad policy that's being pursued aggressively despite its results. Quote, the frosty winter weather in Europe has prompted more measures to help consumers pay gas and electricity bills as the cost of living rises and to spur the expansion of clean energy solutions. Uh, sorry about the cute little icons. Reuters is apparently hip or something. And the EU is apparently doubling down on bad policy or something. Quote, This week, the European Union made proposals to overhaul its electricity market to better protect consumer energy bills from short-term swings in fossil fuel prices, the European Commission said. We need to make the electricity market design fit for the future, allowing it to deliver the benefits of affordable clean energy to everyone, EU Energy Commissioner Kadri Simpson said, end quote. Right, by driving up the price of energy and then trying to hide it, not generate more of the stuff. That's original. We also read that in Britain, quote, tens of thousands of businesses will be at risk of collapse after the government cut financial support for their energy costs by 85%, business leaders have warned, end quote. And Sustainable Switch notes that, quote, Britain's national grid said it would pay consumers to use less power under a new scheme designed to help prevent power shortages as temperatures in the country continue to drop, end quote. So, we go from cheap, reliable alternative energy to paying people not to use any energy at all because the new stuff is so great. We are saved again.
including by that ex-politician turned climate alarmist multimillionaire Al Gore. And it might seem like a fool's errand to fact-check him, but he does have a big audience and someone's got to do it, so we rush in. Specifically to the rant that he delivered on stage at the 2023 World Economic Forum. We're still putting 162 million tons into it every single day, and the accumulated amount is now trapping as much extra heat as would be released by 600,000 Hiroshima-class atomic bombs exploding every single day on the Earth. That's what's boiling the oceans, creating these atmospheric rivers and the rain bombs and sucking the moisture out of the land and creating the droughts and melting the ice and raising the sea level and causing these waves of climate refugees predicted to reach one billion in this century. Look at the xenophobia and political authoritarian trends that have come from just a few million refugees. What about a billion? Ah, half a million little boy atomic bombs a day. We're all gonna die. I probably already did, actually. Or not. Because, according to Wikipedia, the bomb dropped on Hiroshima released 63 terajoules of energy, which means that 600,000 such bombs would contain 37.8 million terajoules or 37.8 exajoules. And it does sound like a lot, since exa means times 10 to the 18th power. But... Mr. Sun is pretty big and hot, too. Indeed, the standard estimate is that the Sun sends 1,361 watts per square meter every second to the Earth, which adds up to about 173,000 terawatt-hours, or 14,947.2 exajoules in a day. Dividing Gore's 37.8 by Sol's 14,947 gets you to about 0.25%. So that scary-sounding 600,000 Hiroshima bombs amounts to the same amount of energy as if the sun was 0.25% brighter, which makes linking climate change to nuclear war even shabbier than it sounded. And another sea-level thing. You know how it's always worse than expected in the world of climate research? Well, here we go again, but what's worse than expected is the models, not the data. A recent study in Science Advances, courtesy of the new YouTube channel World Climate News, which we recommend to you, noted that up to now, climate models have had a spatial resolution for oceans that's too coarse to properly model oceanic eddies, though eddies are crucial to the movement of heat, salinity, and dissolved carbon. But recently, one model managed to simulate ocean eddies more precisely. It got the lack of warming around Antarctic better than the older, clunkier models, and it predicted a lot less melting of Antarctic ice, and... That means 25% less sea level rise over the coming century. From the CO2 Science Archive, we also bring you a study on biofuels, a hugely subsidized and politically entrenched measure to help the environment that it seems actually does the reverse. Who ever heard of a government program that did more harm than good? For the Climate Discussion Nexus, I'm John Robson, and I know that economics, climate, and the Earth are all very complicated.